Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hello and welcome to the Red Men TV. It is the instant match reaction. I'm Chris Pajak. That is Ben Kelly. No Paul Machen. Anyone who watched the live... Watch along, we'll know why. Less said about that, the better. Uh, but we are here to discuss Liverpool's 2-0 victory in the Champions League first leg game against RB Leipzig. Uh, ben, I'm not really spoken to you about the game, mate. Um, what are you sort of overriding thoughts? Very, very impressive. And also, what a relief. Um, kind of two contrasting sort of like crash of emotions, really. Like, you know, that's the Liverpool that we know and love. And, and it's, a, it's a performance that... Is a lot more encouraging, and it's a you know we, I think we'd talked before the game, you know you and Chris, uh, you and Paul rather, you are Chris, um, certainly said it on your pre-match show. You know that team that we put out tonight was certainly capable of a performance like that, and it's been capable of a performance like that over the last few weeks. Um, you know what little we spoke about the game, I, you know I said to you that was the performance against Leicester for seventy-five mm-hmm. minutes. The difference was here that we got us well. First of all, we got ourselves a second goal, and you know we kept going and we didn't, we, you know we didn't crumble under any pressure and all that. Not that Leipzig, I'd, I'd say, put us under any real pressure for sustained periods of the game, but I think that came down to us dominating the ball, dominating the game, and, and ultimately, you know, making sure that we didn't give them chances to to put pressure on us for long periods. Yeah, no, I think that's right, and uh, you know, from my point of view, I'm like, that was brilliant. I, I get, I certainly get that relief side of things mm. as well. Like, there was definitely a little bit of that because what we've seen, you know, against Leicester, against Manchester City, is a good first half performance as us not being able to put teams away. But second half, it was that sustained pressure, wasn't it, that I felt really put RB Leipzig into a little bit of a predicament and almost forced their hand into those mistakes. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, that, I think that's what Liverpool. I, I think. I think that it was going to go two ways. Leipzig were either going to be really, really dangerous on the counter-attack and really punish us, or we were going to have sort of the, the ability to sort of shut that, that, that down quite early. Marcel Savitz is a fantastic, fantastic player. He was very, very limited to creating opportunities tonight. You know, there wasn't much of that he could do. We, we knew all about the threat of Angelino on the left. It, it was... He, couldn't get, really get himself into the game. As I said, it, it was all about you know going into this game. It was all about who would be able to dominate the ball, who would, it, and I think that was going to be the key. It was about dominating the ball, and it was about winning the midfield battle. And I think Liverpool did both of those pretty well tonight. 
that's 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 where Liverpool won the game for yeah. me. I think the, the pressure from the front, from the front three on that pressure. I think you know Leipzig start the game really well. First ten minutes, Liverpool are struggling to play the ball out from the back. Then they understand the movement, it gets a little bit better. They understand how they're going to get their triangles around and how they're going to play out from the back. And Liverpool started to dominate there. There was a couple of times when Alden dropped between the centre halves, and, and we did that a couple of times. That worked, and then he moved into midfield, and it was about Curtis and everyone finding a little bit of space and stuff. But for me intensity is what won us that game from the front three players that's what we've not seen enough of isn't it over the last few weeks is you know this high press Liverpool side and Leipzig allowed us to be that and almost I think that enabled us to sort of shed the Premier yeah. League as the game goes on because we were allowed to play a natural I mean, game. That, that makes I think it makes a difference when you're playing a team who you know who does somewhat want to go toe to toe with you and play and play football. Obviously, you know I know that Manchester City and Leicester do that, but they're obviously both very very good sides. You know Leicester, I think, you know sorry Leipzig, I think we've seen tonight that even though they're second in the Bundesliga, that they're, they're maybe not quite as good as mm-hmm. as, as, as <clears throat> the top sides in the Premier League. And I think fair. that's probably fair. Um, but overall, you know when teams try and play us. Football that 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 does suit us much better than we, when we play a low block side. I thought though the energy, you know, as you said there, the energy in the midfield comes from Curtis Jones for me. Yeah, you know, nothing against James Milner, and you know he provides a lot lot in our midfield in a very different way. But you know, ultimately he's thirty five years old, and that instead you've got a 19, 20 year old kid running around, and he could do it all night long. And I think that's what Liverpool have been lacking a little bit over the last few games. And there, Curtis Jones comes in personally, like going into this. Game, I said. I said to Ross. I said on my tactical preview, I'd have played. I'd have given Oxley Chamberlain a go, you know. But I think maybe tonight might be a sort of a, a crucial, or you know, we'll look back on this Curtis Jones performance for me to say this is where he really won that place in the side because I think right now he's getting harder and harder to drop every week. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And look, you said it there, mate. You know, they might not be as good as the other sides. Well, they got to the Champions League semi-finals last bloody absolutely, season. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're in the knockout rounds again. And Kurt Jones has been entrusted with a midfield spot in a huge game for Liverpool in knockout European competition. And he puts in a man of the match display there for us. That'll do his confidence the world of good. Uh, he's a confident young lad anyway. He probably doesn't need anything, but now he'll feel like he belongs because he's done it on the on the on the top level of European football. We had a super chat coming from Gareth Baird thank you Gareth uh, great game and all glad we got a clean sheet well done lads come on you Reds let's just pick up on the clean sheet side of things how important do you think that was for Liverpool and did you think we were going to get it well yeah I was just going to say it's massively important because I think when ev- ev- going into the game all the talk was Liverpool maybe just need to stay in the tie or Liverpool just need to make sure they get a goal and bring it back to Anfield or wherever we end up playing it you know st- still still within a chance of going through and Liverpool went nah fuck that we're going to go through, we're going to score goals and we're going to keep a clean sheet and we're going to put ourselves in a really commanding position. It's not tie over, 100%. Mm. You know, it's not it's not like Porto a couple of years ago where you go out and absolutely wipe them off the, off the pitch. But ultimately, we've come away there with a really commanding lead. We're, you know, we're, we're very good at home overall and, you know, we're going to make, we've made it very, very difficult for Leipzig there to have, you know, any hope. I'll put it this way, if you go away, if Liverpool had gone away tonight and lost 2-0, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, we would be feeling very, very dejected about the way this tie goes. That's how Leipzig are going to be feeling right now. There was a lot of talk. Um, in fact, Andre, Ed, Andre, Edward, Andre Redwolf has major confidence boost to get a clean sheet. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I completely agree with that. There was a lot of talk going into this game about you know being a different competition. Will Liverpool be able to shed the baggage of the Premier League form and all that type of stuff? Now the conversation will focus not on that, but can they take that? 
what they've done tonight and bringing that back into the Merseyside derby and into Premier League football. If it's possible to leave one competition behind and come out and put a performance in like that, is it now possible for Liverpool and will they translate that performance into the Premier League form? Hopefully. And the thing is, the Merseyside derby is a difficult game anyway, isn't it? Because I know it's a cliche, but it doesn't really tend to matter what your form is. Both Liverpool and Everton have been in bang average form going into this, you know, if not below par. So going into that game, it was always going to be difficult to predict because a derby is a derby. But I think Everton will be looking at that. They've got Man Manchester City tomorrow. If they go and get beat there, Everton suddenly are the less optimistic ones going into Sunday. You know, a week ago we go and get beat at Leicester, we get battered by Man City. They'll they'll been rubbing their hands, but you know, if they go and lose tomorrow night and we put in a really good convincing performance there, it's all about mentality, mm-hmm. mentality and psychology going into these games. And I think you know, just that little boost tonight, just that extra, yeah, ego boost of yeah, we can do it. We'll, we, yeah, what, what's everybody talking about? We are this top side. We know that we're this top side. We'll hopefully be able to take that belief going into Saturday. James Lim, £5 super chat. Thank you, James. Class, Thiago and Jones. Class, Upamecano, poor. We looked immense. Would have liked the 10-minute cameo of Hendo midfield, but unreal performance. Confidence. Confidence indeed. Let's just pick up on one part of that first of all. We talked a little bit about Kurt Jones. We talked a little bit about the midfield as well. But Thiago's performance, was that his most complete midfield performance for us so far? Potentially. I mean, we talked before the game um, on, on one of the shows about, you know, I think this is his first Champions League game for Liverpool and he, he showed up. You know, if there were any doubters, I think, over, over the last few games. And I must admit, I wouldn't say I've been doubting his future at Liverpool or anything like that. But, you know, just over these last few performances, I have struggled to see, I'll admit, I have struggled to see what he's offered us. Tonight was completely different. He did he did add, add that extra dimension for me, for, for me. Just those, again, like like the Everton and Chelsea games towards the beginning of the season, it's those passes that no one else seems to see or mm. nobody, else, nobody else quite has the ability to play. It unlocks doors. It, you know, it's an extra level of creativity that we don't often get from midfield. And it, it, the performances like that make me so excited for when because I think ultimately this midfield moves into the best midfield being Henderson, Fabinho and Thiago yeah. I think that's going to be the best three and t- and performances like that from Thiago make me so excited for when that midfield's possible again. well absolutely for me I thought it was Oxford brilliant and it's and it's it's gone under the radar and it shouldn't have, but he's winning the ball back more than any other player on the team. And he's done that since he's come in. Now, we haven't got the wins, but that doesn't mean that he's playing badly. And I think what people have focused on is him losing the ball. Yeah, he loses the ball. Every player loses the ball. And if you want to focus on that, focus on that. But I'm, I'm focusing on the positives when it comes to Thiago. He's still bedding in. He's played two positions, maybe three positions for us over the course of a three-month period when he's coming off the back of an injury. And he still looks like he belongs. Of course he does. He's world-class. He's going to continue to Prove that for me. Um, Reese Owen, sorry, uh, 299, Kurt Jones, properly something special. Ox is done. We'll come on a little bit about Ox a little bit later, but we've, we've talked about Kurt Jones and what his ability is and, and, and what his level can be, but that performance tonight was brilliant. The other lad that I gave my co man of the match award to, though, Ben, was Trent Alexander Arnold. I mean, we saw a Trent Alexander Arnold performance there, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, particularly that first half, I thought the, the amount of c- creative, you know, balls that he plays, the opportunities that you know, they don't necessarily come off every time, but Trent Alexander-Arnold, Andy Robertson does it as well, but Trent Alexander-Arnold, more than anybody on the play for me, has the balls to try things mm. all the time, and that's what I really like about him. He's a young lad who knows he's got a decent right foot on him, as everybody else does, and he just goes... 
goes, you know what, I'm good enough to play that pass. And again, it doesn't necessarily come off every single time. But in games like this at the very top level, this is why this kid has played in two Champions League finals and won one of them. He's a Premier League winner. He's won all these trophies by the, champ. Of, by the age of 22. Was he's a world, world champ. champion. <laughs> well, well he, 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 yeah, it he, he goes down in his honours. He's honors. won it. Yeah, he's, won, he's been a world champion. He might well <clears> be world champion again. But again, all these honours don't come at 22 if you've not got big bollocks on you mm. to play passes and, and play ambitious balls. And tonight, I thought we saw loads of that. Gary Lineker said that um, <laughs> after the game, of course, a little bit of it, and he said, look, you know, the best players try the hardest balls and they don't always come off. Mm. And this is what Trent Alexander-Arnold does. I mean, two of them for Mo Salah, absolutely outstanding. Plays that one through where Mo ends up one-on-one and Galachi makes himself big in the first half. Brilliant yeah. ball. Uh, second one, uh, I think he does the same. Mo Salah again, and Salah then runs into Upamencano, takes it away slightly to the right-hand side of the penalty area as we're facing uh, their goal. Another great ball. Plays that one with the outside of his boot in as well, doesn't he, into the middle of the penalty area, but it was that ability and that drive and determination to hit the byline today. I had a little look at the pass maps mentioned this on the play ratings show, Ben. Robertson didn't push as far forward as Trent today. Trent was forward, and I just wonder whether Liverpool have gone, and I, I might be might be jumping the gun here on this one, where they've just gone, play your friggin' natural game, Trent. Mm. You've, you've, you've sat back a little bit deeper than you have done in previous games, uh, in previous seasons, apologies. And it's not really getting us anywhere. We're missing you in the business end of the pitch. From the get-go, from minute one, he was at the byline crossing the ball in. And he was pressing and he was harrying and he was playing balls into Mo Salah. Him and Mo Salah linked up better today than they have done in weeks. Weeks and weeks and weeks. Probably helps that he's got a proper fucking centre-back next to him in the centre-half. You know what I mean? Like, even just the just the addition of Ozan back. We've talked about it countless times that when you play midfielders or somebody like Nat Phillips, who's you know a little bit weaker... At the at centre half, we can't commit our centre backs as uh, our full backs as forward as much as we want. We can't allow them to be as creative as we want them mm-hmm. to be or as they normally are. We can't allow them to be linking up with the wingers as often as they should be. And as we've said, it's like you know, it's a house of cards. When when the when the centre backs aren't there, they can't do that. Therefore, the front three aren't as effective, and it's just it all goes wrong. But just the addition of Ozanka back, who by the way I thought looked quite good tonight. Yes, we'll talk um, about him. Definitely. You know, he he just the addition and the confidence that he brings just by being there he doesn't have to do very much but he gives Trent the, Trent the license because you know okay there was a mix up at the weekend but what it gives is you know after a few more days in training Trent probably is already starting to build a little bit of a partnership or relationship with him at the back now and he knows he's building more and more confidence to be able to push on more and more like, we, we, like we've been used to seeing and you know that only means that we're going to have you know that extra weapon back in our arsenal over the and let's, see, let's keep it on Kabak then I think it's really interesting and move the conversation on slightly. There was a big call from Alisson to Kabak and Alisson gets the ball mm, in the first yeah. half, I think it was. Yeah. And that was beautiful to see as a Liverpool fan, you know what I mean? I mean, just after after everything that happened last week and all that type of stuff, to see Alisson come out, scream at Kabak and Kabak stop, let Alisson get the ball. But he does everything that he needs to do. And what I said on my player eight in the show is Everyone wins the battles today. Yep. Kabak wins his, Henderson wins his, Trent wins his, Robertson wins his. We win that left-hand side of theirs, the right-hand side of ours. We win it all, and we win that midfield battle crucially. That's what was just brilliant. I mean, we haven't even talked about the goal scorers yet, but let's talk about Kabak before we do then. I mean, he's assured, and you see a couple of times in the first half, he's like, you know, just a little shift of the ball, moving past the man, playing a pass. Matty Pesk. Like Matty Pesk at times. Bye! 
Doors on a one then. He's been he's been he's been watching the videos. He's starting yeah. to yeah, he's, yeah, he's okay, let's to, go there. Yeah, he's starting yeah. to um, he's starting to maybe think is about this kick gonna be good? Uh, I think he is. I think defensively, I think today, you know, I think there was a little, there was a few concerns at the weekend that it, that he looked a little bit slow, I think, and and overall he didn't have that much to do against Leicester other than the one moment that we'll put to one side. But, you know, I think today I think there'll be bigger tests for him yeah. because RB Leipzig, a lot was made of the fact that really they don't have a great striker in the team. You know, they don't have a focal point. So as it, again, there'll, there'll be better tests for him. But you know, I'm just reading here. He wins six of his seven ground duels. He wins, you know, one of his two aerial duels. So he's winning fifty percent of them. Looks after the ball very well. He's got an eighty-four percent pass completion rate. Pretty much everything two you want out of four yeah. tackles. Yeah, as pretty well. much everything you want out of a centre back. He gets himself booked, but you know that's not the end of the world. So does Jordan Henderson. I think overall that will do his confidence a lot of good. You know, at the end of the day, this is a very tough run of games that we like. Unfortunately, the bad timing of it means that Kabaka's come in mm-hmm. and he's had to play two tough games off the back of it. It's not really getting any easier because Everton's a big game at the weekend. But you know, the, if he's been thrown in at the deep end and he's handling himself okay, then hopefully when we do come to a slightly kinder run of games on paper, um, you know, he will continue to build his confidence and maybe by the end of the season we'll have a really top player, another top centre back. So one of the things. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We talked about before the game is obviously entering that different competition. Mentioned it a little bit earlier on the show. The other thing that we've not really spoken about is Klopp's press conference. Mm. Because it makes me happy. It was, <laughs> it was amazing. We've spoken about the press conference, but do you think the press conference has anything to do with the performance that we see today? Maybe I've not really thought about it until you mentioned it, but maybe I think I think when I, it it certainly affected the fan base yesterday. I'll say that. So and Henderson wh- talks about yeah, it in the press conference yeah. as well. So says we have to step up and take responsibility. So whether whether that mood lift, you know, I won't be surprised if it radiates to the players as well. It made me, it made me feel better yesterday mm. because because I think everybody associated with Liverpool now we we have, we've got an emotional attachment to Jurgen Klopp, and when Jurgen Klopp isn't right. 
we're not right as a club at the moment. And that that's how intertwined we are. So when Jurgen Klopp comes out in a press conference and he's looking significantly more uplifted than he has been in recent weeks, and he's you know back-cracking smiles and cracking jokes and laughing off the rumours that we had the other night, and it uplifts us. I think it will uplift the players. It, you know, it'll give them confidence. And you know, at the end of the day, the players will be going out every single game, and they're willing to die on the pitch with the manager. Mm. And 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 I think you know when they when they see press conferences like that, it just makes them want that even more. And I, I certainly think you know now that you've mentioned it, okay, I'll admit I, it wasn't something that I thought about until you brought it up. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if that has translated to the performance. Well, rightly I want, so. I want to talk about one more player, um, Mo Salah. I mean, what he gets a goal, brilliant. Yeah. But what did you think of his all-round game tonight? He was he was just so difficult to handle, wasn't he? Um, you know, he was he was cropping up all over the place. Like he, he at times he, he seemed a bit deeper than normal. I don't, I don't know about I don't know whether you picked up on that, but he seemed a bit he seemed a bit deeper and a bit more in like bit narrower, more like almost as if he was straying into Firmino's patch at certain times and picking up the ball there. And once he gets on the ball, he's so difficult to get off it. You know, he's shrugging off players and he's twisting and he's turning. And we did an instant match a couple of weeks ago. Um, it might have been after West Ham or Brighton or one of them where we talked about Mane and his unpredictability on the ball. And I think Mane had missed that game and we may be missing him a little bit or we worried about missing him. But Mo Salah was like that for tonight for me. You know, picking up the ball, you don't know what he's going to do next. You don't know if he's going to play the ball. You don't know if he's going to have a go. You don't know if he's going to take on a man. Um, you know, and it's, I'll admit, it's not, it's not often that you see that brilliant all-round performance from Mo Salah. You know, he might have a bit of a stinker, but he'll score two and you'll kind of forget about it and, you, you know, you get on with it. Tonight was one of those nights. I thought it was a perfect team performance from Mo. That's, that was the thing that stood out for me. You know, him helping Trent Alexander-Arnold out at right-back, you know, trying to get back and getting the better of Angelino in that area, you know, telling Trent to go inside, I'll get this one here, you know what I mean? And seeing that from him. But also, I thought the way in which he moved the ball on from himself, normally gets the ball... And he has a tendency to dilly-dally a little bit, doesn't he? Mm. Tonight, he was getting the ball and he was popping it off quickly to somebody and he was looking for his teammates before he looked about, can I get a shot off or can I get inside and get a shot off or beat me man? For me, it felt like when he was on his own, he'd happily go one-on-one with them, Sam, because he's on his own. But when there was players in better positions, tonight, he tipped the cap and went, here you go, boom. That ball that he fizzes in for Mane, Mane doesn't expect it. No, no. But do you know what I find really interesting about the whole thing? That tweet that he put out on Sunday yeah. or Saturday. And it was as if tonight, he maybe he recognised at the moment that we're relying on him a little bit and maybe he recognises that, you know, we we need him to not let us down at the moment. And, you know, much like... I'm not, and I'm not comparing players and, and, and legacies or whatever, but so many times over the years, Lionel Messi has picked Barcelona up by the scruff of the neck and dragged them through and individually won them games. Now, Mo Salah at the moment maybe is recognising that there's a chance to take a leaf out of that book and mm. he's going, I, right now, the onus is on me to win Liverpool games on my own potentially or at least be a massive factor in dragging them through tough spells like this. And, you know, if he wants to take that responsibility on his back, then brilliant because he's good enough to do that and actually turn it into something substantial. Um, and it, as I said, I don't necessarily think that it's a coincidence between the tweet that he put out on the weekend and it's as if overnight he's gone, right, I'm not letting this happen anymore. I'm going to step up 24 and goals things. this season. Absolutely already. outstanding. 24 Absolutely goals already. Outstanding. What, it, he'll go down as one of the best Premier League players ever. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know, he should do. He should do. They talked about it last night on Monday Night Football, didn't they, about the best value for money signing the Premier League's ever seen and, and Carragher was 
put in Mo Salah in, you know, in the category. He wasn't quite in the top five. They were talking about Jamie Vardy a lot. But he comes out tonight, Jamie Carrigan says, OK, I'll put Salah in because he just, every, it's, or every week he shows up and does something of significance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, LS15 says Salah's our best player and we should never talk about selling him. Players like that can take years to replace. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so there yeah, you go. Great. That is yeah. that is it, man. Now, that that is just. I feel so much better for a victory tonight, mate. I mean, I can't tell you that. The, just if I feel like this, I know every Liverpool fan around the world is feeling like this at the moment. But it's the performance, absolutely, and it's the optimism of the big, of the big picture. I, I said to Paul out there before. Look, you know, the league might be gone. And, you know, we're, we're in a top four scrap now, whether we like it or not. But the Champions League, it's so unpredictable and it gives you such a new lease of life. Because ultimately, you know, we draw another game against Leipzig or, you know, we get through this tie. Suddenly you're in a quarterfinal and anything's possible. And I think that's what we have to focus on right now. We need to keep things ticking over in the league. We need to get, you know, return to form over there, most importantly, probably, because we need to make sure that we're playing Champions League football next season. But if we keep putting performances like that, in in the Champions League, then you know it it might be quite an exciting ride. This season, yeah, yeah. We might be tough to beat if we can string a, a few games back to back like that in the competition. You're right, and it is the big question now, and we have to get on to it. I suppose is that us back, or is it not that simple? I'm always hesitant to put a label on it like that, you know, especially when you've got such a big and unpredictable game coming up at the weekend. You know, we went away to Spurs and West Ham, two really important and, and convincing wins. We have a back and then Brighton came. So, you know, it's really it's difficult to put a label on it, particularly with the you know, the the still the same strange circumstances that we've had all season with the with the league, with the way the league is and the way football is right now. But hopefully it's hopefully it's hopefully it can't get any worse. Mm. That's all I'd say. You know what I mean? Like hopefully we're starting to just dig ourselves out of that pit a little bit. I'm gonna say we are. Yes, Chris. Balls <laughs> on the table. Go for it. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? I think, I think you're, that, you're that a braver goes, man than I me. I think that goes in and, and you, go, you go back. That's what we need to do. Yeah. Keep doing that time and time again. And Everton, Everton won't be the litmus test for this because Everton is just such a tough game. Mm. But, you know, I don't think... Fulham and Sheffield United might be. They might be. They may well be. But the confidence that we should take from putting in a great performance against a very, very good side, we need to be able to carry that in. And we had one more super chat from James Watson. What if I told you we didn't really score to away goal signs? I'd say you were full of shit, James. Yeah, I'm not sure um, I believe you. No, yeah. yeah we, were, we were definitely away from home. We were, yeah. yeah. And we'll be away from home in the next leg <laughs> as well. And they'll count as home goals there. Uh, but no, James, thank you so much for the super chat. I'm just, uh, just pulling your leg. Uh, Thank you to everybody who's watched, who's commented, who's super chatted, who joined as a member, um, who's liked the videos, uh, who's been part of this this evening. It has felt really, really good to get back to seeing Liverpool win games of football. Thank you, Ben, for stepping in uh, in the place of Mr. Paul Machen. Less said about that, the better. Uh, we'll see you next time on the Instant Match Action. We'll be back tomorrow for the final words. So if you want the full Fat Red Men TV experience, then get over to the redmentv.com. Get your subscription in. If you join us at Club Legend, you get a Discord, exclusive merchandise discounts uh, and all kinds of goodies, uh, free tickets to live shows when we're allowed to do that stuff. And most importantly, the final word for this game, which promises to be an absolute belter. Thanks very much. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for watching the Redmen TV YouTube channel. Everything we do here is funded by our wonderful subscribers to theredmentv.com. Get over there, sign up and get amazing additional content, interviews, documentaries, mini-series and, of course, additional pre- and post-match day content. Small details are big surfaces. 
Tight corners or odd shapes? Flat, rounded, textured, or tall? Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.